It's your motherfucking noise. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome back to Dropping the Needle, episode 15. It's your boys, Pat Ars. I'm Knitch. This is going to be for November 2022. Yeah. 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 And uh, me and Adam were talking. So this is, this is kind of. All right. Before I get into that, this episode sponsored by the homies over at Meddlesome Brewing Company, Cordova, Tennessee. I'm going to need Adam to pick left or right, or left, right, or center. So there is some, some, uh, some World Cup thing for you, Adam. We're just talking about uh, I'll do center. Okay. Hoping you pick right. But, anyways, <clears throat> so we got three, <laughs> three beers to show off for Meddlesome. Uh, this one is called Tips or t- Tip Your Bartender. It's a wheat beer with coriander. No, no. Dude, what's up with everybody's? It seems like everybody's using coriander and something. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so this is uh, brewed and canned by the metalheads at Metalsome Brewing Company, Cordova, Tennessee. And uh, yeah, everyone does use some coriander lately. So store cold, drink fresh. Uh, it's a 4.5 ABV wheat beer. Probably just going to fuck this thing up. Also, a special <laughs> shout out um, to Hook Point Brewing because Adam is about to drink one of their beers for yeah. the show. Give me a shot. Ooh. Ooh. The cat shot. Cat shot. Yeah. That Kolsch style ale. Um, I'm excited. I actually like Kolsch. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kolsch just. Yeah. Right off the bat, out of the can. I'm like, I'm liking the sniff, the smell. Bro, I should be a goddamn uh, sommelier for beers. You know you can do that. <laughs> that was a thing. Like a do. wine sommelier. Yeah, but for beer, you can do it. It's yeah. like a thing. You can get certified. Oh, anyway. nice. Look at that. It's a nice golden color. Love that. Oh, oh shit. There we go. Mm. Oh, goddamn. That's refreshing, bro. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to Melissa. Tip your bartender. Actually, yeah, fucking tip your bartenders, guys. Always. <clears throat> That's what's up. Also, I really like this. They put, I don't know if you can, it's pretty subtle, but you can tell in their uh, no, barcode. It's like a. Well, there's a Memphis Bridge uh, yeah. in the back. Yeah. Barcode. It's pretty cool. The thing is, a couple of breweries, like, doesn't Memphis, yeah, Memphis made or somebody do that too? The yeah, a couple, like a couple of people have done it. Yeah. I think um, yeah. Tennessee, a couple of Tennessee breweries have the skyline on it. Yeah, nice. But anyway, shout out to Melissa. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show, supporting the show. Uh, but we're about to get into it, get some nostalgic. And we picked you guys specifically because of this episode. And I'll explain that to Adam in a second. He doesn't know why. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they might not uh, be too happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run shit by anybody. We just go off the seat of our pants. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, we, uh, we were getting nostalgic a little bit ago, like a few weeks ago, when we were trying to figure out after I'd gotten back from New York. And that's why we didn't have an uh, October episode, kind of. It's because I got sick when we got back from New York. So <clears throat> we didn't record anything. Anyway, uh, we got back and I was getting a little nostalgic for some shit. And I was like, yo, Adam, like, what would be an ad, like, a album we'd pick if we were going back to the early 2000s when? We were going to shows a lot every weekend, pretty much. And 
like what would be the album of that time you think and i think we we went back and forth about it for a, a little bit like trying to yeah, figure out I which a, one yeah i went a different route i went like a route that was like stuff that i listened to at the time that kind of paved the way for what i listen to now what i'm into now and then you went to like the i mean i guess like the stuff that you're into but it's this isn't definitely an album that i'm like oh man i need to go back and listen to that one <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but, but i mean huge was... fan of it at the time yeah 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 well that, that was the idea it was uh what was a, a thing that was pretty much on rotation in this particular few years of i think both our lives and that album is thursday's war all the time <clears throat> so i'll show the album in the fucking uh, <clears throat> in the what the youtube art if you want to go check out that so go check yeah go check out all this stuff on uh youtube and follow us on instagram and probably not twitter for much longer but and we'll see how that goes <laughs> but um just let it die man <laughs> yeah just let it fucking die but who cares <laughs> yeah so yeah go and check us out on there on instagram go subscribe on youtube so you can see us in person but also see like the stuff that we put up before and after the show on the on the actual video right so i don't know why my shit just went to full screen so i don't want to like recording a full screen i don't know why i just click out of it my bad guys anyway <clears throat> war all the time all the guys just what you just said <laughs> this is the reason we picked this all right uh, i oh i went full screen and i fucking i don't like recording in full screen yeah so i understood but... yeah i said something to meg earlier and she was like what the fuck did you just say <laughs> it's like what i thought i said full words but apparently i did oh, dude, that was that was mm. a lot of words just quick <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah your boy man shout out to nettleson this tip your bar thing is really good yeah, like, this really... is really good too yeah also throw this bitch in the, in the freezer for a few minutes before we started quite on point right now um <clears throat> so um with that being said the reason we I, I wanted to pick this one was out of all the bands we were listening to at the time it was a big there was a big show uh scene there was a big scene in memphis at the time when we were going to all these shows and people were touring like littler bands but like i don't know i got what what, what would you call it like post punk or what, whatever the fuck yeah but it, it was, is, like, <laughs> it was all know. over the place though yeah yeah like it was it was post-punk but also like i guess you could say like screamo but like the beginning of it like you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. what's crazy that this is still around i mean this has been around for 20 years now and like yeah we're, you know our generation was like kind of the, the ogs of it mm-hmm. i mean <clears throat> you know shout out to your uh your festivals like when we were young type of shit People yeah, are really like into listening every... to stuff now again. Yeah. Which is interesting to me, honestly. I'm like, I saw all those bands for like $3. Like, for whatever, went back. Yeah. But uh, they, they're classified as, if you're looking at Wikipedia for Thursday, <clears throat> they're classified as an American post-hardcore band, which, okay. Yeah. You know, whatever. That makes sense to me. Um, The band is Jeff Rickley, Tom Keeley, Steve Padula, Tim Payne and Tucker Rule, and once uh, the the album that we're talking about popped into effect, they also added uh, what's his name? What's his name? Fuck, 
uh, Andrew Everding on keyboards for this album uh, when they're touring. So <clears throat> talking about this, uh, this album, the reason we wanted to pick it is because it's kind of, and this, the reason I picked Metalsome to do this, okay, is very kind of fucking meta, honestly. Uh, so Metalsome's brewery is literally in the same parking lot as, well, it's the next parking lot over, but you can see the building of where the skate park in Memphis was at the time. That is skate park in Memphis. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you could see where it was like and so the amount of time. Anymore? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's the buildings there, but it's not. No. Skate park is, what is hasn't it? been there for since 2007, no. six. Damn. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it ended really well, it soon. Been, it's not, it's gotta be later than that. 2006, maybe 2008. No, latest. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I can look it up real quick. But what but... is it now? Yeah, what is it now, though? Oh, I think the cheerleading company that was next door bought them out. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So, shit, I don't even know. There's probably, uh, yeah, it looks like. Yeah, in May 2008, Skate Park Memphis closed. Yeah. Which is pretty <clears throat> bummer. Um, anyways, so the Skate Park in Memphis, the reason we bring this up, and because Metalsome is the sponsor of the show. Skate Park in Memphis used to be, and I know the dudes at Metalsome went to these shows, so that's why I wanted to bring it out too. So they're kind of our age. So at that time... Uh, to bring in revenue besides just people skating because it was not a very convenient place for skateboarders to just go to. You had to drive to it. Uh, it was pretty far from, you know, it, anything, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we're at the the skate park pretty much every weekend uh, because not only could you skate there. And it was like what five, seven dollars or something, depending on the show. But they would have they would section off part of the park and have like, you know, hardcore bands or what they you know, post hardcore bands, fucking punk shit, or like I don't know, even like some soft emo shit pop at the time. Punk, yeah, like pop punk or whatever. Lots of pop punk, lots of fucking <laughs> pop punk. <laughs> uh yeah, every every person that was in a fucking pop Anywhere, punk yeah. band in high school played at that shit, like for real. So I thought it was like pretty pretty cool. I forgot I I was like, man, I should pull out that metalsome stuff because it would work well with this because we saw so much of this era of our lives was what was in there, you know? Like I you could yeah. probably even tell me the layout of the ramps and like you didn't even skate. So yeah. it's it's kind of crazy to me <clears throat> that people yeah, even seeing, I didn't go to a whole lot of shows there actually, but like uh But you knew about it. Yeah, well, the couple shows I did go to were, um, like, Say Anything was one of them. With, uh, yeah. I mean, there was, like, some opening band that I was, like, a big fan of, too. <laughs> there was, what, Me Without You is there. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of, Me Without You. That's what's probably, I remember that show. Like, people were really about it. Um, <clears throat> so, about yeah, it, at the dude. time, you were about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, at the time, this particular genre, uh, along with like pop punk and emo, just straight up emo shit, was just. But what I was gonna say is, it's funny that you brought up 
it's funny you brought up the skate park because I definitely remember going more to Singleton Community Center to see shows. Right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that was the wildest thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I, I kind of want to get into. The, the, this That's the connection I wanted to make with Metalsome and the skate park because that's kind of this era for us. Yeah. But I also really want to, besides talking about this album a little bit, and, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we're not going to talk about the actual album too much. We're going to talk about what was going on at this particular <laughs> time and these venues that we'd go to. Uh, but to get that um, in the forefront so you guys can kind of fill it out, this is Thursday's third album. Make sure that's correct. Yes, their third album, their first album on island records and a lot of people like so random too yeah by the way because this part of dev jam yeah and um if you read through it like they're they're back all they had to get bought out from victory at the time and it basically they had to tour their asses off to pay off 1.2 million dollars from that contract from that first contract with victory and it kind of burned them out. So it's probably the reason they eventually quit. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Also, there's especially this, at that time too, like you know, yeah, making a lot of money, million. Like yeah, you know, it's like now where you have like all these, you know, like you have Instagram, you know, social media, but like you know, Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah, and like back in this day, had to buy physical copies. Exactly. Like, People had to buy your album at this time. So, <laughs> anyways. Here's the third album, um, first one on that, um, and yeah, on September 9th, two thousand two. No, yeah, yeah, two thousand two. They left to Ireland Records. They had to pay off this giant ass debt back to Victory, and they had to have the Victory logo on the next two albums, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And what else? What else? Um, yeah, so uh, Rickley wanted their this album to be real aggressive and progressive and pushing like boundary ideas and whatnot. And when they eventually released it, people thought <clears throat> it was about uh 9 11. Turns out it wasn't. Um, it was about it's it's it, apparently what they say. It's about love being a battle. So all but I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, like this shit could have been about and a lot of different things at the time, like war in Iraq, fucking like, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it's kind of controversial, I think. But I was looking at this list of bands that they toured with when paying off that one point two. And I'm like, how did we miss these? Like, so it was like it says they they toured extensively for war or war all the time. Featuring acts such as AFI, Thrice, and Coheed and Cambria. I'm like, I don't remember any of these like, coming through. But the said with the touring with those acts? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. Like, starting out. Yeah, definitely. Um, apparently, they did some, some uh, acoustic versions of this on radio, local radio stations and. It also got brought up in our minds because 
recently, 2022, they released a live version of this album for its anniversary. So, um, I don't know. I think, I mean, my personal takes from this album are, I'm pretty sure you introduced me to this band. Pretty, I don't know who else would have. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I probably did. I mean, I was. That's thing is like, I mean, like I said, like I will listen to it now, but back then I was definitely into it. And I remember, dude, do you remember? That's this funny story. You remember those fucking uh, shoes that make best shoes? They were like a sneaker line, kind of like a sneaker yes. line. Yeah, yeah, Tom but DeLong's thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was like one of the features they would like, you know, sponsored or whatever band or whatever it was Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, I definitely had some. High yeah, did you have the ones with the bird on it? I'm pretty sure there's probably no. one with a bird on it. Yeah, I just had like some regular ones, I guess. I remember you getting some Macbeth. Yeah, yeah terrible trash, trash shoes. <laughs> I remember you were like, "Yeah, we're gonna fucking do this." Dude. Yeah. Um. Crazy. Well, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Man, there was a whole bunch of weird things back then. Like, um, that's when oh, a bunch of those like those type of companies started, like Famous Stars and Straps, uh, Macbeth. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, fuck, what was that? There's another like big one that's kind of still around. I'll think of it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to talk about this one. Um mainly cuz I I don't know. I it, it's it's a good record. I think the two singles that they put off of it, Signals Over the Air and More All the Time are great. Also, yeah. if they come on you're like fuck yes. You know, like if you put the shit on shuffle and you're like hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going to turn this shit up. So, and they're also my two favorite songs off the album which I'm like why aren't more of them like this? A lot of them are not like that. But uh do you have any like any specific take on this this album at all um i mean i think it's cool because it's like uh around that time too you had these bands that could kind of you could could i guess kind of consider indie but like they were you know like alternative for sure but like not you know they're not red hot chili peppers they're Mm -hmm. not you know yeah you know Soundgarden and all this stuff that was like you know at the end of the 90s yeah yeah, but so like <clears throat> I was just gonna say too is this album got a lot of coverage on MTV and like mm-hmm. and plus <clears throat> their music videos too kind of build them as like a live act versus like you know this album like some was good but like it was way better live and that's what's interesting yeah. you know twenty years later now you have that live album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the venue we saw them at live? I want to say it was the New Daisy. New Daisy was on Bill, right? Bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, right it was the New Day's so. Yeah, the top part was like seats and shit. Yeah, and the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it was a New Daisy for sure. Um, <clears throat> I remember that day. It's so weird. <clears throat> you know how you have specific days in your in your brain that you can recall, kind of like step by step. Yeah, that this is one of those days for me. So I don't even know when they would have. Uh, been there it had to have been this particular era from 2003 to 2005 had to have been yeah i'm pretty sure it was yeah um because this is definitely what they played for sure no doubt about it um which is kind of cool because they took a hiatus in 2004 so we must have seen them right before that 
yeah, I mean, had it been like 2000, yeah, 2002 or 2003. Yeah, I'll bet 2003. I'd bet that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, it doesn't really matter. Actually, with the power of fucking Google, what do you what do you what do you think? What's 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 bet on it real quick? No, I'm, on... Now I'm gonna say 2005 because like I feel like we were working too. Yeah, we okay. were working for sure. But 2005 really? Yeah, 2003, 2002 wouldn't have been working. Too young. Too young. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh... I guess Matt could have been like 15, but yeah. Oh, there's a concert history for the new Daisy. That's cool. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you can. Oh, this is kind of cool. I wonder if I can search. Fuck yes, you can. It doesn't have that information. <laughs> huh? Like doesn't have that information. Yeah, it does. It does. Thursday, one concert. Damn. Oh, no, no, no. That's definitely not that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to look. (laughs) Anyway. I don't know what the fuck this website is, so. (laughs) You know, what are you going to do? But. Oh, shit. Hold on. I think I just cracked the code on it. You think it's you? So you think it's two thousand? Is it? It's gotta be like two thousand. Yeah, I guess if you said they were on high, it's two thousand four. Then it's gotta be like two thousand five. Okay. But I was gonna say two thousand four, two thousand five for sure. Two thousand four, two thousand five. Oh, it's two thousand four for sure. Yeah, and I don't remember seeing the opening or ending act. I don't know if you do either. Who is it? AFI and Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> no way. Yeah. The opening? The opening was what? It says AFI Thursday, Coheed and Cambria. New Daisy Theater, February 25th, 2004. That makes sense to me because it was cold as fuck that night. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. I wonder if there's a bill for it. Holy shit. Weird. Yeah, dude. It says like the there's a somebody put a set list up and everything. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. I don't remember seeing AFI there. Man, maybe I do remember seeing Coheed though. Do what? Maybe I do like you said Coheed and Cambria was with them too. Yeah. So maybe I do. Maybe I do remember seeing that. I do. I do kind of remember that now. Yeah, I don't like, know. I think Kobe was like an opener. They maybe were. Was Thursday? Maybe Thursday's the fucking. Because Thursday they had a no. Thursday had to been in the middle because AFI was. I mean, in two thousand AFI was huge like, this time. Yeah. Yeah, and they already had huh. like a few years of problems. Wow, <clears throat> this is crazy. Yeah, had to had to been in the middle. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, <clears throat> that's what we're gonna go with for now. You know. <laughs> Whatever. Crazy though. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. shout out to uh, concertarchives.org if you're if this is real. That's crazy. Anyways, that's what you would be in an opener because I mean now they're like right? you know, uh, yeah, they're like an OG, like whatever band. Yeah. But it's weird. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's that for that. Um, left or right, Adam? I'm going to do left. God damn it. One is right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll More get right. left in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who would know? You would know one would know. Whatever. Anyways, I wanted to talk about this <clears throat> a little bit because this album it was always on kind of rotate with other stuff, like we said, with AFI, not so much AFI, but like Coheed at the time was huge um, in our circle. There was some Taking bun- Back I think Sunday. Taking Back like, Sunday you know. was big. Uh, there was a lot of local bands people were listening to that were just like whatever people that went to school with us and shit pressed something. Yeah. There's a couple of those. But then there was this huge kind of like a, well, I would say a hardcore scene in Memphis at the time that kind of bubbled from this for the next two years, I'd say. And it was like these bands, these like pop punk, almost in a screamo type of thing bubbled up. And it was like this era from like 2003 to 2000, almost probably seven. That was just like band after band coming to town, like playing these little clubs and bars and like shit that we should never have been allowed into. But yeah, um, I kind of just wanted to talk about like that era. And uh, I think this era of the new Daisy was kind of interesting too. Um, There's just the new Daisy is such a small place. Like if you think about like a small club, it probably holds a couple hundred maybe. Yeah. Like maybe it's really small, but it's so cool to like think back like, Oh yeah, we saw, actual shows on beale street because like now i don't even think that's possible yeah i mean i think it i think it's still open but yeah it's not not like yeah it's not like you would see a band that you really want to see that was relevant at the time like i don't think that's happening yeah i mean maybe but yeah um and when i was reading through and like looking up some stuff said that thursday came out of their uh, hiatus to play the charity event for cbgb's and that was kind of cool like it's kind of the new daisy not that it was cbgb's but it was so small that like what you just said it's kind of crazy seeing some of these bands at a time that i mean i mean it's probably not that crazy to say but like you could buy these shirts in the mall you know the shirts of these bands are like you know whatever yeah stores you know some store probably like hot topic or uh yeah for sure yeah stuff like that but like they were that big, you know, like they people, yeah. they were nationally known. Oh, for sure. At least. I mean, I remember like, it, I'm pretty sure at one point, like you go in that, you know, FY oh, yeah. mall and there's like a Thursday poster, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, in the storefront. Like it's, it's just, was this logo a fucking sparrow? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, it's a dove. It's a dove. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's just like this album particularly kind of I don't know. Even I went and listened to it, you know, like last week or whatever when we were talking about doing this. And it just kind of it's it it brings you back to a certain time. So like I guess the the point of doing this episode is not only like, oh, check out their new live album of this like full run through, but if you're going to these festivals like when we were young. Like, make sure you look at this one. Like, listen to this one, you know? 
Like if you're really getting into that early 2000s pop punk, like hardcore, whatever. Yeah. Because that My Chemical Romance was, you know, right during this time too. And I know y'all, you like all the young kids are like still into that. Yeah. So like, go ahead and like definitely check this one out if you're if you're getting into that stuff, or you know, even with Blink One Eighty Two coming back again. God. Um, this is that era when they were big. So I think it's worth, you know, doing your homework and checking out stuff also like other stuff that was huge at the time. And this is definitely one of those ones that was maybe not huge, but was definitely in everybody's uh, fucking what CD book or whatever the fuck you had in your car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? zip, zip. All right. You fucking zip it open. Oh, what do you got? <laughs> Flip through that shit. Uh, you said left. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said earlier, shout out to all the homies over at Metalson Brewing Company. Um, <clears throat> never settle, always metal. This is that watermelon, Ooh, nice. watermelon, wheat beer, four point five. Uh, it's got some. I feel like this shit. You know, I don't know. I haven't. So the fun thing about this is I haven't had any of these beers, uh, the no, medicine nice. ones. And <clears throat> uh, yeah, four point five watermelon wheat beer. Let's see, see what happens. I like watermelon. <clears throat> Do you in beers? Uh, I mean, if it's done right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like there's like a uh, watermelon hibiscus one I had. Mm, mm. But like you know the biscuit spear i really like which yeah it's always yeah i don't know what watermelon yeah. i feel like it would like almost have to be a sour or something to be enjoyable right. watermelon's a hard flavor because it's such a subtle flavor yeah for sure yeah unless you're doing artificial <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like okay all right very golden you expect from a wheat beer right yeah. Whoa, dude. Do you smell watermelon <clears throat> when you smell it too? Not. And the watermelon's not too heavy in this in the smell department. You can smell it, but it's not <clears throat> the taste is way, way more than you think it's gonna be. Sure. That's why I was surprised. I was like, oh. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to Meddlesome. <clears throat> watermelon. I, mean, I guess the bad thing about it, like it probably would be like strawberry, like how the strawberry lagers, the beta mix, yeah, good strawberry lager. Yeah. So if I don't get to drink it, I'm just going to show it right now. This is also from Meddlesome. And this is called the Mango Funk Yourself. And it oh, is nice. a mango passion fruit sour, 5.8. Um, If you don't, if I don't, Drink it on here. Go ahead and check to see what I think about it on Untapped when I drink about it later today. So, yeah. And shout out to Middleson for hooking it up for this episode and supporting the show. We appreciate you. Yeah, that artwork is pretty cool in that can, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to talk about a couple of the other venues, specifically in this era. But... <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Notably, I I just don't really know. Like, I don't know them off the top of my head, which is great. 
So, and these are all Memphis venues that we're going to talk about. So, of course, we said New Daisy. You've got newbies, probably. Yeah. Um, what's that one that was across the street from the zoo? Oh, the high tone. High tone. You mean Audubon? I mean, it was really, yeah, across the street from Overton. Yeah, but I mean, it's Close the street the zoo, that yeah. leads to the yeah. zoo. You know? Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the high tone. These are big ones. There was one on, um, <clears throat> I was talking to Crow recently about this. There was one on Madison. Yeah, that I can caravan. never the caravan. I can never yeah. remember that one. But yeah. that one, when I said we shouldn't have been allowed cool. in one, that's the one we should. Well, never you know, been like allowed. the rumors about that place, right? <laughs> what? Like, there's like several times where it got it, it eventually got shut down or something because, like, first of all, it was like a dive bar, you yeah. know, that was like barely open, and it was kind of weird because it was like they saw like a revenue outlet for like, Oh, you know, these kids need a place to like watch their stupid bands, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So they had like a tiny stage and so they housed, you know, they let all these bands perform there, but it was ended up getting shut down because they had a stage and it was like, supposedly there was shit under the stage. So it was kind of like risen a little bit and supposedly they were hiding cocaine under it. Really? Like a whole like, yeah. Distribution center out of it. (laughs) Really? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds cool. of rumors, though. That was one of them, yeah. Love that rumor. Okay. Shout out to Caravan. Um, that's pretty cool. Because it was, it was like, you know, it was like a dive bar. That was so weird. It's like, you know, I'm like 17, like, can I have a Sprite? Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was super strange. I remember it was like they had multiple entrances, but they were really weird about everybody coming in the front. And I was like, this is strange, bro. Like. Uh, but and now everyone parked behind it, behind the building. Yeah, it was really. I remember weird. seeing a couple of bands. Yeah, the only one there a couple of times. But I saw Hello Goodbye. Remember that band? Yeah, to drive the records. <laughs> I think I saw then, Terror there. Yeah, that was one. I didn't go to that one, but I knew know what you're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> we might have seen Terror. We might have seen. There's some. There's a bunch of hardcore too. bands we saw there, like actual hardcore bands. Yeah. Um. Like they they well, look they also yeah. had like random bands too like remember that band the format yeah yeah they were there uh, like pop punk band kind of or like yeah. dream pop I don't know what you would call it yeah but, there was a lot of that kind of stuff but it was like the coolest thing about this was like it was legit you showed up you paid like a few dollars and then you got to see you get a stand and you could go in and out. Like I know people that also when they did like wristbands at places, I know people that had like stacks of wristbands in their car. They just switch them on and off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is pretty smart. But yeah, but yeah, that's uh, what's so funny. I just all these venues making money off of kids, but also like you know, like good on them too for like giving like you know kids the place to watch these bands play instead of like doing crazy shit on the street, you know, drugs or drinking or whatever, you know, find other outlets things to do. Yeah, yeah that show's still going on those shows. But. Yeah, it was going on there. It was just like <laughs> in a, like a controlled environment. Yeah, um, but it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of crazy when I think back to this <clears throat> this time. Like you were saying, like all of these bands that we've seen, it kind of ruins me now for looking at like festival lineups or like big show lineups, and I'm like, I've seen them already. Like they're in their yeah, prime, well, the- you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you think 
you think it's just like it's too jam-packed like there's no individuality of like tours or bands anymore what you're saying like everything yeah, else we just there's that so like there's, a, yeah there's definitely that where people are playing trying to play bigger venues than they should yeah um, that that's yeah like um it's kind of sad but the uh there's a venue here in nashville that's closing for good soon i'm about to bring it up real quick so i can remember it but um uh, what is it <clears throat> uh, i forget I, I, i'm blanking i think i know now. what you're talking about is it the accident yeah. oh the accident yeah the yeah. accident i like is... that yeah i like that place so the accident is is closing for good um soon which really sucks because they've been around for 50 years or whatever i think 50 yeah. years like a long time and yeah they're they're closing for good because i don't know oh yeah some is the the building is selling to somebody or something it's some bullshit you know like seriously some bullshit but yeah it's just a bummer because like i think um i think about it uh like this there's like all these clubs and whenever we went to at that particular time that i don't think any of them are there anymore besides these bigger ones that we're talking about the new daisy um newbies newbies is fully only there because it's right next to university memphis campus like it's the only reason it's still alive um and i'm pretty sure it's changed hands like quite a bit probably but well, um, and newbies, well, newbies did a good job too because they it's right near University of Memphis, so it's like they get all the college kids and they know how to call uh, cater to the college kids. So like, yeah, you know, when I was we were going to University of Memphis, newbies would always do like these electronic acts because I'm electronic. That that's what the route I was gonna go was the electronic route. Like you know, yeah, that scene was coming up in you know er, like early two thousands as well. Yeah. yeah, so you had all these like local DJ acts and stuff. I mean, you still do. I mean, that became kind of like a the hippie like stoner place yeah yeah definitely i still remember you telling me you went to maybe it might have been up here in nashville but i remember you telling me you went to like some warehouse party and you saw dead mouse at the time and i was like it was a warehouse party but it was like at the <laughs> it was at some hotel though but yeah uh, yeah i think it was a hotel or some venue but yeah was it here or was it in memphis it was in nashville yeah yeah yeah, I, I, this one show I regret not going to. Yeah, but because you fun. can't get into that group shit us, anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this was saying, especially at the peak too. Like you know, it's like we saw them, and like in, it was around this time of year too. It was like in November before Thanksgiving, and then like flash forward to like the MTV Awards, and he's like the DJ. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just like um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh. It's just crazy to think like you could there this episode is not really even about well it's about Thursday this band and this <clears throat> this this album, but I think it's more about just like that stuff disappearing, man. Like yeah. I well, couldn't you, tell you, you, you yeah. You're able there was a true market for like indie, you know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. it's like you have to do the bigger thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You constantly have to like up your game and like, you know, that's what they're saying too. Like a lot of bands are not going on tour because it's like the, you know, inflation, everything, the cost of touring, it's like not worth it, you know? Yeah. Because some bands are like not breaking even by just touring, you know? Yeah. Which is crazy, you know? And it really bums me out because like I, I thought like moving here, I'd see when I have seen 
a lot more music than uh, I did when I was in L.A., but I thought there might be some kind of smaller music scene where I could see acts like this, you know, but I don't think there yeah. is. And if there is, I just haven't. No one's turned me on to it, so I don't I don't know. But it's a it's kind of a bummer that, <clears throat> you know, it was 20 fucking years ago and like we've seen this small decline over time of these venues and these bands just kind of disappearing and then the only time you you hear of them again is at a giant festival with just all of those fucking bands from that time and yeah. it's kind of a bummer but yeah so i'd love yeah. it. i mean I'd, I'd fucking go to one of these shows and just rage for a few hours whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah i'm old as fuck i'd be tired as fuck the next day but i'd still have a good <laughs> time you know yeah it's just hard. It's hard to it's it's a bummer to think about, but at the same time, shout out to this whole time era. Like that those few years were so fucking sick. All of these venues were that should not have let kids inside. Like I'm pretty sure it was against the law to let us inside. But they were <laughs> like full on bars. Like what you're talking about with the caravan, that place was a bar. Like yeah. The fir- the front half of it was a bar, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and like the back half was just an empty room that probably would have had tables if we weren't there. But the, I mean, the funniest thing to me is the Singleton Community Center. It's like you have this whole you know community center that's like old as shit, <laughs> so fucking old. <laughs> like I'm literally like you know dance like hardcore dancing in the room that my sister used to take cheer practice from. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so did that place. Like is... I used to you know that I'm place is so crazy. I got my ID card when I was ten. You know. Yeah, the, did that place? That place kind of kicked off that scene a little bit, I think. That and it was for sure. It, it did. I mean, it was cool too because, like, you had. I mean, it was like a, you know, it was a true community center. So you had like, you know, so you had like two or three different rooms that were just dedicated for like, you know, performances and like dance recitals and stuff. So yeah. it was like you had multiple stages, you know, so you could it, house all these yeah. people. But then once these shows ended, it would just be everybody hanging out in the parking lot, like waiting for the parents to pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I don't know. We lived in the, na- the neighborhood that I was in, so it was yeah. like, yeah, we just skate down the street and go home. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people did. Yeah, it was like kind of like the center point of that whole area. You know, area. Yeah, area. it was kind of wild to me. Like, I remember vividly two or three things from that place, and one of them is being introduced to Magic the Gathering for the first time. <laughs> My neighbor was like, yo, you should come to the community center with me. I'm like <clears throat> playing this game against these this group of people. And I was like, he's like, you should come along. And I said, all right, cool. You know, I didn't know shit about this. And uh, we get there and it's like, all right, this dude was like two years older than me at the time. I was probably like right at a teenager or whatever. He might be 15 or whatever at the time. And we walk in, and I'm telling the dudes he was going to play these games with, easy in their late 30s, maybe 40s, <laughs> like balding, <laughs> way overweight, like a good number of them. A couple of them were just like nerdy dudes, but like, and like whatever. But I was like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? <laughs> like, this yeah. shit is not, not about this. But dude, yeah, now it's like magic's still a fucking thing, and it's a huge I know. thing. <laughs> it's crazy. I remember at the time, these dudes had obviously been playing for a long time because they had crates and crates of. And I'm talking about actual fucking crates, 
of cards. And oh, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, and like at the time, being like a, a teenager, I'm like, dude, where do you get all the money for all this stuff? You know? Yeah. Like, because this is not long after um, Pokemon was like huge, right? Yeah. So like I, I understood like playing like card game, those type of card games. Like, <clears throat> but I was like, I don't get it. I don't. And he like, I remember this, this distinctly thinking this one thing that happened was like weird as fuck. And I got to tell you about it. So we're, he's like showing us me and my buddy showing us these like cars or whatever in this crate. And there's this one, this one crate that he was like, you know, gearing up to show us or whatever. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you're about to show us my guy. And, uh, he pulls this one, this one card. He's like, I'm about to show you some shit right now. And I was like, fucking rad bro like do your thing show <laughs> us that hot fire and this dude pulls this one card out and i swear to you it was like i, I didn't know what the fuck it, he wouldn't let us touch it which was weird yeah and i thought it was strange i was like all right okay you can just show it to me like this you're not gonna let me fucking touch it at all and like the, there was a couple other dudes in there i'm like oh shit oh shit guys got motherfucking whatever and I'm like, all right. That was literally the moment I decided I would never be in Magic the Gathering. Like right there. Yeah. yeah. But I, let me shout out to him because like some of those dudes are making fucking money. So Yeah, yeah. I mean I got I got I got some shit in that cabinet behind me that is worth some money right now. But I'll tell you about yeah. it after we stop recording. I don't want to get broken too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um but uh there was another another thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the other thing I remembered, you were talking about like, people hanging out in the parking lot. Well, like I feel like for a good majority of the time, Singleton Community Center was never, never had employees. There was like no one ever there. <laughs> Dude, it was. It was like a ghost town. Yeah, that's it, what I was right? Just like kids running amok in this fucking yeah. community center. It like, was like some random place that stayed like relatively clean. But dude, it was like relatively dude. clean, dude. It always had like a fucking bad smell to it. Yeah, it, but that place is like a hundred so years old, so like yeah, there was like sweat like, and dirt all over it for like, hundred years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like there was no like trash on the floor or any of that kind of stuff. That it was, was just kind of gross. That's what like, it was yeah, but, but it was what I'm saying. It was like an old ass building. You're like, damn, this shit hadn't changed in probably like a hundred years. Yeah, but the other thing you were saying, you know, it was multiple stages so when me and my buddy started skating uh i we ended up there one night i don't know why i don't know how we got in i don't know why we were in there but we were like we're gonna skate off the stage in one of these fucking ballrooms or whatever <laughs> so we ended up it was like me probably dill oh, yeah, crow drew maybe i think that was it yeah. maybe jake was there and yeah, we ended up <clears throat> skating in this fucking this most slick wooden floor Dude, of your yeah. whole in the world. And yeah, it, it was so slick. It was like not fun. But that yeah. is one one memory that stuck with me. Like, why the fuck? Why were we in there? How did they old let ass, us do like that? Old ass. Yeah, old ass. Well, I was going to say, I'm surprised they come in and say, hey, what the fuck? No one said anything. We just left because it got it was too yeah. slick. And we're like, we can't do this. Like, it's too. We're gonna eat shit in here. Like, we're gonna get hurt, and no one's gonna know because, yeah. like, no one works here. We're just gonna fucking just sit here screaming. <laughs> anyway, 
yeah origin story of our me and adam's pop punk years <laughs> but yeah it's funny too because like you know before high school like in growing up i used to play basketball at the community center too <laughs> yeah man it's funny. everyone yeah, did shit there. there there's that's also there's like a big uh summer babysitting program there i remember oh, people, yeah. In our, yeah. Our, people in our neighborhood would work at like some of the girls yeah. in our grade be like oh yeah i got babysitting this week or whatever what like motherfuckers have jobs like 10 years old watching younger kids like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) it's wild (laughs) it's so crazy but anyways that's this little retrospect of this time period in our lives i don't know you got anything else you want to talk about or say anything about this album uh no i'm trying to think not really i think we covered it yeah this is kind of interesting. Um, the new Dove logo uh, for this band, uh, Shepherd Fairy, created the new Dove logo for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Nice. Yeah. He created which one? The new, the newer of the Dove logos that they have. So uh, now I guess so they like... had an old logo, but the new one, the one they currently have. Oh, is, gotcha. uh, yeah. So that's that pretty cool. cool. Um. <clears throat> oh, I guess. Uh. Oh, it was not. It was not on their sixth and final album. No devotion or devolution. Also, in the second logo, I read bullseye. Oh, they had a bullseye with a chevron below it. It's weird. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Kill the house. Um. Yeah, so I guess he created their new logo. That's cool. New dev. That's pretty cool. But anyways, all you nerds that are getting into all this stuff right now, go ahead and check out Thursday's War all the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's not about nine eleven, so get that out of your head. <laughs> um, it's just a, and it's actually not political, so it's not political either. So check that out. But uh. Try it's hard to keep those two things out of your brain when you listen to this. So yeah, it's very angsty though. It's very angsty. It's so angsty <laughs> teens. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just like you know, I'm glad my taste has refined since then. <laughs> Me too. Man, I'm glad your yeah. taste is refined. It was a hard. It was a hard listen. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to listen. Well, dude, no offense to to them, but like the live album was a harder listen. Then no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um not at the time, you know, at the time when we saw them, but this is 20 years of doing that, you know. Of- yeah, like I said, but like I said too, it's like, you know, they're kind of almost like a performance piece in a way, too. It's like, you know, all these bands were way better to see live because it was your get all that like rage out of your system, you know. Yeah. And angst and all that shit. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'd say it as more more of a performance piece. Like, yeah, this album was good, but like you want to see it live for sure. Yeah, you know. You know Hundred percent. So, um, yeah, go and go and check this band out. Um, while you're at it, you know, look up some stuff and check out some of the other bands that were uh, touring with them. Uh, we mentioned a lot of them, so uh, including your boys, My Chemical Romance, making a huge comeback right now. Um, Don't get it. Yeah, another thing. Whatever. 
Um, well, like I mean, like Shotdown did it because I think it really was like I mean he's done a lot. Like he did the Umbrella Academy shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of cool that that homeboy became like a legit straight up famous writer. comic writer yeah. in the time that they were gone. You know? <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's like yeah, it's turning sure. into a huge show, um, which the show is pretty cool. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch this newest season, but the other ones are pretty cool. But um, anyways, I think that's all for me. But Adam, you got anything else, real quick? I got, I got nothing. Did we cover it? All right, I think so too. Shout out to Medicine Brewing Company. If you're in Cordova, Tennessee down in memphis go ahead and check them out um they are great they're awesome um they also manufactured they made well they manufactured i guess that's the right word <clears throat> when you go in there they made all of their tap room themselves like um there's some really cool pieces in there like a big cog uh, on the ceiling i think it's a lamp or something like that it's very cool yeah, it's very cool. They, you'd actually really like it because you you make nice. that shit too. But yeah, they made all the stuff in their tap room. It's very cool. Um, and they're good dudes. So shout out Nelson. This is Dropping the Needle, episode fifteen. It's your boys. Yeah. <laughs>